This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You have a different one. You ain't real boy, act your level. I'm real boy, act your pedal. You better dash for my class of rebels. Cause you know we came to blast when we smashed the metal. Brooklyn, that's how we doing it. Brooklyn, that's how we doing it. Brooklyn, that's how we doing it. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up? Welcome to another live podcast of the On Everything show. Uh, I'm very happy to be here. Welcome, ladies. Hello, Ella. Hello. Hey, 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 Jean, what's going on? Hello, hello, hello. Well, today for the On On Everything podcast, we have a special guest. Her name is Tiffany Mathias. She's an author. She has a, a wonderful book that just came out. It's called Pretty Broken. Yes. All Pretty right. Broken, I'm... Transforming Scars into Beauty Marks. Oh, man. That's, I that's love something. that. Yeah, that's amazing. Yes, thank you. So we're going to jump right into it. Tiffany. Yes, hi, G. Welcome to the show. Welcome. I'm so happy to have you here today. I'm I'm really excited to talk about, you know, talk about the book and talk about what you did on, mm-hmm. on, in the book, you know, and to talk about your work. I'm very excited about this. Um, what what would you say the book is about? Okay, so the book- well, let's start. Let's start from where you're from. Where you're from first? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us your back. Just a little bit about before we jump into the book, so we have a core, so our audience can know. Okay, I was no going to curve that right into it, but that guy, let's start there. That's fine. All right, Miss Ella, we're going to take it Miss Ella's path. All right, so I am Tiffany Mathias. I am from Brooklyn, New York, Brooklyn in the house. Yes, I am a wife, a mother, grandmother. Yes, this beautiful face here is a grandmother. Wow. wow. Yes, I am a businesswoman, and now I am a, a published author, and I am excited to be here to discuss some of those things. Yes, I love. Okay, it. and 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 uh, where where did you grow up? Um, so I grew up in Brooklyn, and mm-hmm. family bounced back and forth between Brooklyn and Queens. So Jamaica, Queens, Brooklyn, New York. This is so I'm um, I'm around the way, girl. LL Cool J was singing about <laughs> back Max, in the days. Yeah, city girl. Like, earrings on, but you know, trying to be a little bit more professional here. So you know, mm-hmm. but, yeah. Um, born and raised. In New York City, um, raising my family here in Crown Heights now. Oh. Um, mother of five, grandmother of one. So, okay. Yeah, that is wonderful. That's- Tiffany and Tiffany Matthias, correct? Yes, ma'am. Matthias. Now I want to put a spin on that so everyone knows who you are. This wonderful book, Pretty Broken. Please tell us because your story is is unique. We were talking a little bit earlier. Your story is kind of unique to some authors. So tell us about one, how the book first came about with the collaborators. Tell us that story. Um, so my cousin, Natima Cherie, um, reached out to me. She said, cuz Spirit spoke to me and gave me this project and she Vera said, you need to be part of this project. You have a story to tell. I'm mm-hmm. reaching out to you and some other ladies, and we're going to write an anthology. I'm like, all right, I'm listening. I always got a good story. She said, you know how everybody seems to think that just because a woman is pretty or attractive, she doesn't have any problems? I said, hell yeah, I know that. Exactly. People seem to think just because you got a nice face, a nice figure, right. is life is good for you. No, no. Behind all that beat, behind all that body, it's, it's some shit going on there. Oh, can we curse? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but in the meanwhile, she said, yes, this. Um, I'm going to get us together and I'm going to tell you what the project is about. So um, in the middle of the pandemic, I got an email from my cousin. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this is the premise of the story. 
Story is going to be called Pretty Broken, Transforming Scars to Beauty Marks. And I want each of you to tell a story about a time where your beauty did not help you get through whatever your trial or tribulation was. As a matter of fact, if your beauty caused your trial or tribulation, I need that story. Well, um, I sat down and I just started brainstorming, just thinking about all the different things that I've been through in life. And as I backtracked, because that's how I started, I landed on being 18 years old, newly admitted to college, and finding out that I was pregnant and I was going to be a teen mom. Because for me, that's that was probably the first decisions that I made in my life that I made on my own. Mm. And that it just rippled. It, it had the most rippling effect, you know? Okay. So that was where I started writing. I started writing about what it was like to be a teen mom, what it was like... Um, to have to put my dreams on hold because I was now responsible for this life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just penned around it, penned around it until Pretty Lost was born. And that's mm-hmm. what we talk about right now. Being lost and found mm-hmm. and lost again, because my theory is, you know, life is not a straight road. Just like any trip that you take, you got highways, byways, ups yeah. and downs and everything like that. And you get lost sometimes. And before GPS came along, people just drove around, maybe looking for a lamb or somebody who would help them. But you just you just were out there trying to figure it out. And that's what life is. We are all out here without a GPS trying to figure out where our destination is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of, well, you know, like me coming from a ministerial background, like I like to... You know, I like to say God is my GPS, but you know, yep. you need a GPS. You need you need a GPS to find the GPS. So exactly. You, you need a GPS to find God. So exactly. you know what? It's it's the same way, and I, I love the way you put that. And this is um, Tiffany's GPS. Oh, so yeah. if people need to find the answers. That's what we want them to do. Look at Pretty Broken. I love yes. that. Absolutely. Were Were you always a writer, or did you just get into it? No, I've always enjoyed writing and mm-hmm. reading when I was in school and, you know, discussing books and everything yeah. like that. And, um, my favorite was poetry, though. Oh, um, yeah. Definitely expressing myself through poetry. And I've had other people tell me that you should write stories. You should mm-hmm. write stories, you know. And I'm like, what the? nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Not on that level, you know. Yeah. And again, when... As you say, you sometimes need a GPS to the GPS. Mm-hmm. You know, I was actually home recovering when the pandemic hit and shut everybody down. I was home on disability. I had fractured my ankle. Oh, wow. And, and mm-hmm. so at that point in time, I had I had no outside work. I wasn't in school. It was just mm-hmm. my body, my healing, and my family. And so a lot of the the static, the noise that would block a message from coming through wasn't there. So the message came in clearer that, you know, now was the time to tell this story and then which story it was to tell. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to ask you next. How did you, f- because through our lives and you are 18, young mother, we go through a lot of challenges. When it was time for you to write this book and you were writing poetry and you were figuring out what you wanted to say or what you wanted to speak about, how did you pick your topic and what what importance does that topic mean to you like i picked this one because because we know that's the topic that everybody's going to read so it must have something dear to your heart how did you do that um honestly the topic picked me like i said i was writing down different nice. different things that i i could talk about mm-hmm. and um, and I were previously talking, you know, off air about writing and writer's block and how sometimes to overcome writer's block, you just jot things down. And that was this particular story about being a teen mom is the one that it, it just kept flowing. Things just kept coming. You know, as I was brainstorming and writing things down, I was like, yep, this was part of the story. And that was part of the story. And my grandson I would say he was he he tried to be my little home health aide. He was only two, he's only two years old. Oh, wow. But he was there and he come and like put my foot up and everything like that. Oh 
he he then you know jump off the pillow that was elevating my foot onto me like he was jumping off the top turnbuckle in a wrestling match and everything like oh that. My goodness. It's seeing the generations in there, and it's like you know what mm-hmm. healing healing has to start soon because he's only two. He doesn't need to be subject to the. I went through that his mom went through that my mom, his grandma, like he doesn't need to be subject to that. And that healing has to start with telling this story mm-hmm. about how his mom came into the world. Wow. And so your section, because you said they're the other authors, right? Yes. Ten? Nine, nine other authors, nine other authors. So 10 total. So you're, you're pretty lost is about all around your teenage pregnancy and the experience. It's it's the path that it led me on to being a teenage pregnancy and my refusal to become a statistic oh, because that was no. the first thing that came to my mind. Um, I in the chapter I discussed telling my grandfather that I was pregnant and that was probably the hardest person it was to tell this this news to because um, he was very old school, old fashioned, and you know I was I was the first granddaughter. I was. I was his baby, you know, like I, I was his favorite. Sorry, mm-hmm. y'all, I'm granddaddy's favorite. <laughs> um, but to the disappointment that I knew I would see in his eyes and feel mm-hmm. for him when I told him that this was the path that I was on, I knew in my head is like statistic, welfare mom, not gonna do nothing, mm-hmm. you know. I, I all those stereotypes. I barely had just graduated from from high school. Um, Sean, you said, what are some of the names of the other authors? We have Natima Cherie, um, Catherine Robertson. Um, do, 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 do. I'm sitting here. I'm remembering all first names. <laughs> yeah, have, that's understandable. Because yeah. the way you all met, though, was like organic anyway. Yes. It wasn't like you all knew each other. You all met organically, you know, through email and came together to do this project. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. As a matter of fact, some of the projects, some of the things that are coming with this project is we're working on a book tour mm-hmm. um, because we're all over. So we're in Texas. We're in Vegas. We're in Maryland. We're here in New York. Um, oh, wow. I believe Detroit. So we're all over the place. So the plan is to try and hit all of the cities that we're in mm-hmm. and, and do speaking engagements and motivational wow. tour and, you know, all that stuff and get the word out there. Um, this coming Sunday, I'm hosting a meet and greet um, in Brooklyn for myself. That's um, dope. Mm-hmm. Yes. So this will be one of the first um, in-person events to for the book. You know, and all of the ladies will be tuning in via social media and sending their love and support um, because that's just what writers do. We shine for each other. Mm-hmm. That's right. I love that you're doing that. And because... where's, this, where's this signing going to be? I'm sorry. Yes. So the signing is from, it's going to be at Bailey's Cafe, which is in Brooklyn, New York, 324 Malcolm X Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Um and we're going to be there from two to six. If y'all watching, pop out, y'all pop out. All right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then this, and when you all go on the book tour, I mean, like you're starting, you know, in New York and you're doing it all over. I see great things. You know, it doesn't stop there. And I know, you know, not only more books, but especially, and if we could get all of you all together, and that's a that's a mini movie. That is a mini movie. I mean, this is so phenomenal what you're doing. And each of you all has something unique to bring. And so I think it's going to touch so many people. I love it. Yeah. I can't wait. You said it's a mini movie. And in my head, I'm hearing I'm a movement by myself, but I'm a we're forcing it together, man. It's going to be yes. crazy. <laughs> Yes. If, y'all, if y'all watching on Everything Podcast, you have any questions, call 646-309-0421. All right. If y'all yes, please call, call in. in or comment in the chat. Any questions you have for Tiffany, please. We are here yes. to answer. Um, She's written a phenomenal book. We want you all to go out and purchase it. And where is it available? It is available online, Amazon. Um, so you can go to Amazon. The book is Pretty Broken, Transforming Scars to Beauty Marks. It is available in paperback and downloadable on your Kindle. 
That's, Excellent. That's, that, that's amazing. And, uh, you know, I, I love the, the, the thing about the title with the um, transforming scars into beauty marks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times, like when we think of scars, we only think of like just the physical scars. But there are, you know, what I mean, like so many mental scars, emotional kind mm-hmm. of scars, Brother. emotional scars. And, yes. You know, it's, it's, you know, I love I love the title. I just love the way, you know, the, the way that flows. Um that's a beautiful and talk talk to us about scars like what you know like some some of the scars that you know you you've encountered you know coming up yeah. so some of the deepest scars and the ones that take the longest to heal are the ones that you don't see mm-hmm. you know um of course you can put a tattoo over it you could put some makeup over it and camouflage it but you can't camouflage the unseen we yeah. try you know mm-hmm. um you've had a perfect example of somebody who had deep scars that they tried to camouflage with laughter might be yeah. um, a Robin Williams, a comedian. Oh, yes. Who mm-hmm. made millions of people laugh. His whole career was about making other people happy. And that man was so pained inside that he committed suicide because yes. he had inner scars and turmoil that he didn't heal from. You mm-hmm. know, scars that are emotional, that are unseen to the the naked eye are the ones that we need the help the most to work on and in our community you know black people don't do therapy Mm -hmm. i need to i'm i'm a firm unfortunately i'm i'm a firm believer in therapy get the right Mm -hmm. therapist yes yeah if you if you want a black therapist, get you a black therapist. If you want mm-hmm. if you're a man and you want a male, because male perspective, somebody who's going to understand what it's like to, to mm-hmm. be your skin and your struggle. Yeah, it might be difficult for a black man to take therapy from a white woman, yes. you know, and vice versa. It might be difficult for a black woman to take therapy from a white man or whoever else it is. But there mm-hmm. is a therapist that looks like you and who understands and who is willing to help. Um mm-hmm. Holistic medication and 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 understanding everything when it comes to the energies and the vibes and clearing the negativity out of your because that can be toxic on you. You ever been around somebody and you great and you happy and then this person come in and they just suck the whole life and energy out of you? What? Yes, Mm -hmm. it's some saying. (laughs) That energy is real. That Mm -hmm. energy is real, and it will attach to you. If you cannot discern, it will attach to you. So I totally agree with what you're saying. Absolutely. When you, I have a question. When you were writing the book, as you're writing the book, right? Because we know that it came out of the teenage pregnancy. Mm -hmm. While you were writing it, Mm -hmm. were you also healing yourself? Oh, absolutely. It's therapeutic, right? It was therapeutic. And Mm -hmm. when I finished that first part about discovering that I was pregnant to my daughter, the way we sat and cried, it was like, because she knows her birth story. She knows mm-hmm. what it was. But to hear me, to hear how I'm writing it out for the world to see something totally different. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, your story from your family talking and you ear hustling, you know, when you're a little kid, like, what the hell are you talking about? But yeah. when it's like, no, nah, this is this is what happened, you know, and I needed her to know that my choices were my choices. You know, when you're a teenage mom, when you when you're young and you have a child, um, sometimes that child pulls brings on themselves the guilt of you not going forward with what mm-hmm. you, you might have thought your destination, your path was. Um, I know for myself, um, learning my birth story, my mother wanted to be a lawyer and had wanted to go to 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 law school and that that was not once she found out she was pregnant with me that was not the path that she she went on does she regret her choices absolutely not she tells each of us each and every day that she does not regret having any of us especially me because there was always an option there was always a different choice or a different path to take and i chose the path that was going to be the hardest because you were worth it and mm-hmm. you just gotta you just gotta breathe and build that into these kids that they are worth it, you know, yeah. to the healing. Absolutely, and that's the thing. Of, that's the thing about parenthood. You know, like once you become a parent, it's like yeah, we're all parents. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like once you become a parent, it's like you know, you know what? This is my everything right now. And you know, sometimes we, you know, like we tend to lose focus on ourselves, and you know, like really just put it all into the kids, but. 
you have to realize when those kids, you know, grow up and, you know, I know I, my kids are still young, but I know some of y'all got grown kids. And when they grow up, it's like, you know, you still got a life to live. Now you got to turn back around and look at, you know, what what you didn't take advantage of. So sometimes that, you know, it's important to, you know, like to keep on keeping on once you once you do become a parent and to find ways to fit everything into that schedule. And God bless y'all. You know, my, mothers are everything. I'm a mama's boy. So, you know, I, I understand. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> But I think kids, kids do, kids do, and I feel like that too. They do feel like when they see their parent working and when they see you grinding, especially, you know, whether you're in a single parent home or what have you, they feel like, gosh, I hope I didn't stop my mom from doing this or I hope I didn't stop mm -hmm. my dad from doing this. But, you know, we do what we have to do as parents because now you are the priority. So exactly. sometimes our things are on hold, but they're just on hold. That doesn't mean that it's over because had you had done something else, had mm -hmm. you not... Had, it's a daughter. It's your daughter, right? Yes. Had yes. you not had your beautiful daughter, would you have written this book? Heck no. And I'm my whole and in the way that you wrote it, my that's that would be different. Let me tell you, each and every time I as I as I wrote out the story and I get lost in my in my path, all I kept hearing in my head was recalibrate group, recalibrate, especially. Mm -hmm when now I had this little person that was in the passenger seat with me, you know, she yeah. was now on this, she was now on this journey with me and it became my responsibility to make sure that her path was easier. Yeah. You know, if there's no right or wrong to parenting, there's no handbook that's given. All you want to do is make sure that you do better for your kids than the general that, you know, your parents that you, you keep building and mm -hmm. teaching right. and teaching more. And, that was all my goal was with with my daughter um, was just to make sure that she she knew she was loved, she knew she was wanted, and that whatever she needed in life, not wanted, whatever she needed in life, she got. Absolutely. Might not have gotten it right then and there because the struggle mm -hmm. be real sometimes, but yes. she got it. And I used to teach her and her sisters early on, like we have to struggle for this now because when we get it, we're going to appreciate it so much more. If you just ask for something, you just open your mouth. I was like, mommy, can I have, and I gave it to you each and every time you ask for something, you would never find value in what it is that you're getting. And now that she's a mom, she's now mm -hmm. teaching that to her son and she's mm -hmm. helping me to reinforce that with her siblings. Like, nah, you got to work for this, sis. You got to work for this little bro. It don't come easy. So, wow. so what about the process um, of being a young parent and, you know, going through that struggle, would you be able to assist or give advice young parents or young women who are, you know, giving birth or on their way down that path that you came from? Build up your support group. Mm. Um the saying it takes a village is is no bs it takes a village because whether you're a single parent or you're a two you're you're a couple who who had a child adopted a child whatever it is you can get burnt out you both mm -hmm. can get burnt out and it takes a tag team to to, to raise these these little people right mm -hmm. so build up your support group know who it is that you can go to for what because your support group does not always have to come in financially they can come in with their time they can come in with their advice and guidance they can come in with their prayers they yeah. can come in, they can come in with the with the cook plate of food you know he, you know my mom was was good for that one you know um going over to mom's house and picking my daughter up and like, all right, we're going to raid the fridge and take some leftovers back to the house because, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. mom's cooking and I'm tired or whatever it is. But yeah, build your, so your support group is the first one. The next yeah. one is don't expect perfection. Don't expect perfection out of you and don't expect perfection out of that child. First mm -hmm. of all, 
when the doctors put that slimy little screaming, crying thing on my chest, I looked into her beautiful brown eyes and I cried. I cried mm-hmm. because I knew this child was going to love me. She was going to break my heart. She was going to lie to me. She was going to steal from me, but she was going to make me prouder more than anything else in the world. And all mm-hmm. that came in one, one swoop, like, yes. what's going to happen? And it's like, again, at 19, it's like, uh, <laughs> I ain't ready. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, in all honesty, like, even like, if you if it would have happened at 30, like, you're still not ready. You're never ready for parenthood. No, you're never so let me, ready. Let me tell you, I did it three, two more times. So there are three wow. daughters. There are three daughters. So I did it again at 27, and I was still like, ah. And then I did it again. Jeez, <laughs> parenting is not easy, yeah. and especially when you deal with little ones. They have their own personality. Yeah. You don't know what they're going to say, how they're going to behave. I mean, you know how you're going to teach them, but it's always every day is just like. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen today? And I think that's the joy of it, too, because it's so much to learn. I've learned so much from my daughter. And I know you've learned so much from your kids, even being an adult. If I didn't have her, I wouldn't be. I'm, I'm. She is so much a part of me that I'm the woman I am today because of her. And I'm sure that we all feel our same about I mean, the same way about our kids mm-hmm. because they bring so much to the table that, you know, just your friends, adult friends wouldn't have you look into because kids are so innocent and sometimes they can say things and do things and you're like, wow, you know, I never thought of that. You know, you, you thank God for you. Thank mm-hmm. God for you. Let me and, and to say that about Jean, I wanted to ask what Jean said about um, telling the women. And so you said a good support system, which is absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. What if, if the teenager, mm-hmm. And somebody who's reading your book and they're reading your story. And so they're getting inspired. But what if they don't have a support system? What if they don't know? And we know there's there's resources, but what if they don't know the resources? And what if they're just feeling like it's over? I mean, yes, find my support system. But, you know, right now I'm in a different place. I'm in a depressed state. I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't tell my family. I don't know about my friends. What do you do with those teenagers who feel like everything is lost before they go down and spiral down a negative path? So I'm a firm believer that our answers are within inside of us. And so one of the things that I've learned is this tool called story boxing. And when you're doing story boxing, what you're doing is you're separating the facts of what you know from what your feelings are. And so you're removing all of the the things that you don't need with those with those what you think just so that you can focus on the fact. You can story box about everything. And as you and you story box and you you write out what your story is. Like this mm-hmm. is what's happening. These are the people who are involved in it. This is what I know will happen if this happens or this is this is what happened. And you start planning it out. You start writing it out so that the answers will unveil themselves. You yes. know, um is it easy? No. Nothing nothing worth having is easy. It's all right. work. If somebody mm-hmm. sat there and told you, oh, parenting is easy, they are lying or they're not doing it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I saw a thing, right? So you know the saying F them kids, right? You know the yeah. guy all the people. And the one that's going around is if you ain't ever said F them kids, you don't spend enough time with your kids. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they just so needy and they so everything. But the point of the matter mm-hmm. is, it's going to be hard work. There's mm-hmm. nothing that you're going to do in life that's not going to be hard work. But when you are sitting here molding a human being who you want to be a productive member of society, on top of the fact, God help us, they have some melanin in their skin. They out there fighting battles that they shouldn't even be fighting. Exactly. You sit in here the talk with two and three year olds because they have to learn how to be able to mm-hmm. present themselves in society where they don't end up shot or choked out on the street. You know, this shit is hard. They alive. You are not lying. Absolutely. That that's a fact for sure. And yeah, Gene, you know, especially a black male. Mm. Yeah. And- Listen, I my first kids, I went. I went from zero to two, so I had twins. You know, like, <laughs> I, got 
I just remember just walking into walls at night, you know, like trying to get them. They used to wake each other up. I'm trying to get bottles situated and stuff like that. You know, like somebody said in the comments, you know, uh, parenting is ghetto, but it's rewarding. And it's that is very true. You know, like it's very rewarding. I learned so much from dealing with my children as well. You know, even in teaching them things, I learn things. I learned yes. things about myself just by showing them things. Let me and tell you, there are two of them right now that are testing mine and my husband's gangster right now. The nine-year-old and the 19-year-old. Mm -hmm. The nine-year-old little boy. And I tell you, the the he operates like a 30-year-old man. He thinks like a 30-year-old man. So you can't hit him with some, MJ, go do this, because he's going to hit you with why. Why? And it, and if you tell him because I said so, he wants more reason than that. Yeah, the details. And you're like, MJ, why did you do that? And he says, because he really has a reason why he did something like that. Like, and then the 19-year-old, that's a girl. When they took, my chicken came home to roost. She yeah. fought 10 inches of spitfire and every bit of me and my mother, every time I sit there and be like, let me tell you what Sienna did. My mother go, <laughs> isn't it beautiful? Like, <laughs> like, tell me about it. Tell me, tell me more about what your uh, teenage daughter doing to you. Listen, we, 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 we're, we're, we're up against the break right now. So yes. uh, Tiffany, will you stay with us after the break? Of course. I ain't going to. All, right. All right. So we here. All right. All so right. we're going to. We're going to go ahead and take that break right now, and we'll be back in just a moment, all right? Yes. Looking to podcast shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. All right, and we're back. Tiffany, thank you so much uh, for staying with us, Ella. And we're back. The book is called Pretty Broken, yeah. Transforming Scars into... Beauty Marks. Beauty Marks. There we so, go. So look, here you go, here you go. So I've used the break to run across the room and grab the book. Yes, yes. Put it up, Tiffany. There is the book. There we go. Transforming... Pretty broken, transforming scars into beauty marks. Available. I love it, and I love the cover. Thank you. I mean, I saw the cover before, but I love the cover. And sitting in front of the mirror, I like that too. That's like a subliminal message. I like that sitting in front of the mirror. Yep, mm -hmm. broken mirror. Mm. Just like again, you're pretty and save you from this. Yeah, because a, a lot of times, like when we go through things in life, and you know, like when we when we go through things that 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 scar us, like a lot of times you don't even realize like what you went through or what it did to you mm -hmm. until like until like you really have like time to like really sit down and reflect on okay, like I'm like this because this happened, and some you know and uh, and a lot and just like you said, yeah. a, a lot of us should seek counseling. Yes. You know, like we got to normalize, you know, making counseling okay. Like it's okay. There's a negative stigma, especially in the black community and in the faith based community, that, oh, like I have God. I don't have to, you know, listen, counseling. Listen, I don't care mm -hmm. who you call your higher power. All mm -hmm. right. It is perfectly okay to outside of that higher power seek help from a professional yes and the two will connect and shall meet and heal you and i saw it in the comments and i was asking where you can get the book the book is available on amazon mm -hmm. it is um available for order and downloadable on your kindle if you have e-reader mm -hmm. yes um i think your higher spirit and your mental practitioner, your your mental health professional mm -hmm. hand in hand to help heal. Because some people can do it with just mm -hmm. one or the other. And sometimes when there's a lot of work to be done, you need both. Mm -hmm. And a lot of um, my experience 
um, priests, ministers, whatever you want to call them, do offer counseling. Counseling, exactly. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get married. They have you go to marriage counseling. You go yeah. to, if you're a Catholic and you go to confession. To me, confession is counseling. It's counseling without having like exactly <laughs> without yeah. them telling you what to do. Yes. So mm-hmm. I think because the black the black community, especially for us, and it's so difficult um, for black women and men, is because you know years ago was it. It's not like it is now the way it was years ago where you had grandmama and auntie. We still have kids that go to our grandmommy's auntie's house and we still stay there. But I believe that years ago, it was much closer, much. I mean, even when I was younger, I remember how much closer my family was before we all spread out. Everybody got their own lives, their own jobs. And so now that support system that we had in the village is not there like it should be. And there's been such a breakdown of that for various reasons, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we were talking about this last time, Gene, like um, systemic racism, all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. It has intruded in the Black family. And so I feel like that's why a lot of Black people, African-Americans, whatever you want to say, do not seek out counseling because that counseling was the village. Yes. And so now our village has been overrun. And so now you want me to go talk to somebody who's outside my village? I don't even know. But one thing I do agree with you, Tiffany, and Jean, that is correct. Counseling is very important, especially what we're going through now and what mm-hmm. a lot of people went through during the pandemic, losing people, losing their jobs, all of that stuff. And they have to understand that counseling is a gift. Yes. This person has a gift, you know, if they're drawn to that and they're, this is, this is a talent of theirs. So it's okay. And I, I think we just have a problem trusting. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I know when, when I get your book, because I, I can't wait to read it, I know there's, I just suspect that there's going to be a lot in there about mistrust and people who have had to deal and battle different things. Yes. And so that's why I feel like counseling is important. That trust and opening up to somebody to even seek help and to know that they are going to be objective and they are not going to be biased towards you is very difficult for people to take the step. And I just hope more people do that. Yes. You know, when we 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 sit here and we'll have our conversations with our our friends and they will they will try and keep it a buck with us, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're not going to be as raw and as truthful as somebody who does not have that connection with you. You know, um, as much as somebody might try and provide their unbiased opinion, we stay in story or stay in thought about, well, if I do this, how does it benefit somebody else? Well, if you're paying the therapist, the only thing that benefits them is that if you keep coming to therapy, but the yeah. truth of the, of the matter is, if you get a good therapist, their their whole goal is to get put out of a job by you. Exactly. That's something that I encounter a lot of times, like, you know, like in ministry, like when I have to counsel couples, for instance, right? Like if I have a, a special like relationship with one of the people in the couples when they have a problem, Sometimes it's hard for me to like kind of, you know, separate myself from the situation because it's like, listen, man, I know I know what you do. Like, I know how you are. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, so I got to I got to give it to you raw. But at the same time, I don't want to hurt your feelings because I know you, you know, sometimes that 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 gets, you know, a a little cloudy. So, Mm -hmm. you know, even, you know, as a count in my counseling duties, like a lot of times you got to kind of, you know. Take take a step back, separate yourself from the situation, and give an honest assessment. Right. And See, that's when, with, mm-hmm. with Eugene, that's when you have to be like, "I right, I gotta take the homeboy hat off." Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. You can distinguish that that this mm-hmm. is spiritual Gene talking to you, and not. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You gotta you gotta separate it, you know, and you know a lot of times. Um, but then again, it's like. That's that's the problem with the black community as a whole. Like we we you know I we would probably feel more comfortable going to somebody that we know for counseling, mm-hmm. but at the same time we wouldn't want that honesty from that person that we went to. You know? Yeah. Let me tell you, we mm-hmm. like it real and we like it raw until it's about us, and then yes. it's like. Mm-hmm. 
ain't asked for all of that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, pump, your, pump your break. Like, who, who you think you talking to? Talking yeah, to. and immediately, immediately get offended. That's why we need to go to someone we don't know. Exactly. I think that would be easier to take because if we know you, mm-hmm. you know, our community, the next day, you might call us and be like, hey, I was just checking on you. Like, mm. I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And so now we have an attitude. I think it's very important for us to go. I mean, if you if you have a friend that can be objective, I don't know any of my friends or family who can really be totally objective because they're not going to they're going to want to say, but it'll be OK. They're going to want to say that. Right. Yes. So I would have to talk to somebody who I who knew nothing. I love I love my girlfriends who keep it as real and raw with me as they can. But in my gut, I know sometimes there's a little bit that they're holding back. Like we always joke around, you know, there's always a group chat that you're not in. <laughs> That's where your therapy taking place at. Right. <laughs> you're not in. I, That's right. I mean, I, I have a I have a good friend um, that I always talk to, you know, about, you know, my situations as far as like, you know, my family issues or whatever. And, you know, like sometimes he hurt my feelings a little bit, you know, but I appreciate it because you yeah. know he's being a hundred percent honest with me. Like he's he's willing to say, "Hey, Eugene, look, you suck at this. Like you're being, you're, you're. This is your fault, you know." And sometimes, you know, like I, I take it personal. Like you know, I'm like, "Yo, listen, man. Like you're always knocking me, da da da." You know, and I I keep. But I'm able to keep it real with him, and he's able to keep it real with me. And you know, we don't have enough of that in our in our inner circle. Yeah. So some, you know, because like your circle becomes like an echo chamber. So however you feel and what you say is what everybody feels and what they say. It's, and it's the original Facebook algorithm. You yes, <laughs> like minded people, of course. Yeah. Yes. People around you. Mm-hmm. Who count out to your, your BS and everything like that? Every now and then, somebody pop up just to shake it up and everything like that. But yeah, your social circles were your original Facebook algorithm. You kept mm-hmm. around you people who were like minded, like thought, who blew bubbles up your butt and, and let you know every if, if something was wrong, it's going to mm-hmm. be okay. And if you the one that did it, oh well, you had right to do what it was. Exactly, you- it's not your fault. You know, it's like. Not- I understand you did the wrong thing, but you did the wrong thing because that happened. No, like, you you know, like sometimes you just got to call, especially if you're somebody's friend, you mm-hmm. got to call a spade a spade. You got to tell them, hey, listen, you were wrong because of this and you did this and, you know, and, and let them deal with the repercussions of that. Again, everybody, we talking about Pretty Broke in the Book. The phone number is 646-309-0421. Call in if y'all have any questions. Call in if you if you just got anything to say. I want to ask you, Tiffany, about the other contributors. Yes. You all live in different states? Yes, ma'am. All of you all. All of us. Wow. So how so do you all how do you all communicate now that the book is out? I know you're working on the tour, but do you all stay in contact? Do you all, if somebody comes up on, hey, I've got this opportunity, they want to see us, are you all doing a Zoom? How are you all managing this? So Zoom is our best friend. Um, Yes. There are biweekly meetings and everything like that. Um, We have a closed private Facebook page in which we... um, we do a lot of communication. We just started last night our first, um, it's called Book Babes, and it's a book, it's a reading group. So it's a book club. And so the women who have, or just the people, because there are men who have bought the book and they've read for themselves or they've gifted it to other women in their family mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Nice. They're reading the book. They can come in. They can meet with us. We can talk specifically about some of the things in the chapters and everything like that. So you you get the book off of Amazon. Then you go onto Facebook and you find Book Babes. B O O K B A B E Babes. Book Babes. Babes. Okay. You join that club. You'll be a part of our book club and you'll meet with us virtually in Zoom space. 
um, every two weeks we're doing, and we're discussing a couple of chapters each week wow. as we um, get to meet the authors and find out, as we're doing now, more behind mm-hmm. the story and, you know, how she's doing now. So so are, are you guys uh, looking to um, continue to work like or, or another project or are you are you guys going to separate do your own project? Oh, no, 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 no. We want to know what's coming. I want to okay. know what's coming. So there are other projects involved. So the woman, um, uh-huh. the team of Sheree, who is orchestrating everything. She is the genius behind this project. There uh-huh. are a few other projects that um, she's currently collaborating with. Um, other writers mm-hmm. on so more anthologies to come. I myself to Natima Sheree. Natima Sheree, yes. That's who we gotta have on next. Natima Sheree. Yes, Natima. Right. Shout out to Natima. Line, line, line it up. You got the email, so I definitely will. Okay. I definitely will. But yes, mm-hmm. I'm actually my next project is an independent project still under the Diamond Writers and Words Matter, which is her um her company, and it's mm-hmm. gonna be called Sisterhood and Shenanigans. And wow. it's going to be different stories in my life where my sisters helped me through what it was. And when I say my sisters, I'm not just talking about the women that I share DNA with. I'm talking about my sisters, my sisterhood, my mm-hmm. my circle. You know, yeah. um, there are times in my life where I couldn't depend on my blood sisters or I couldn't go to my blood sisters for what it was that I needed help and got into it. I might have needed help working out something, dealing with one of them. So I obviously couldn't go to them. I had to go to my sister. And then in collaboration or as part of the book, because I love a good drink when I'm chilling and relaxing. So each chapter will have a cocktail mocktail recipe that you can sip while you wow. read the chapter. Okay, so, now what's the book? Right, now what's the book name? It's going to be Sisterhood yeah. and Shenanigans. Sisterhood okay. and Shenanigans. No, I got it. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I Get started on that one immediately. Yes. You can help a lot of people immediately. I love it. And, and you know, you can come right back in. We'll pump it up and promote it. Let's go. Absolutely. Yes. On yes. everything. <laughs> Coming yes. on Moscow first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was some. <laughs> that that's the husband. Oh, that's your husband. He oh. said, hey, he said I, y'all got to come through him first. <laughs> oh, come on, come on, man, come well, on. Sit I, down. I, said like, she, you... I said she. I said she coming on my show first. I okay. got his show first. Oh, okay. Oh, what's, what's your show called? His show yeah. is is um it's plugged with Ali okay. and Joe. All right, we're gonna check it out. Definitely. That's we on the dope. same network. Yeah. Oh, we on the, you on the network? Okay, yeah. we, we lit. All right. Yeah. yeah, Sean over there, Puppet Master, and all of this, like this. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's amazing, though. That's amazing. So, so he's doing the podcast and you're doing he's the work stuff. Listen, there's other things that's happening too. Um Mm-hmm. So he, I, I'm, I'm doing the writing and um, the the cycle breaking and the generational yeah. healing. He's over here with the nonprofit doing male mentorship and helping mm-hmm. in the community. I, lo- I, lo- I love to see it, man. Black love, yeah, working together. That that is amazing. That mm-hmm. is amazing. I love that. Is amazing. It. Yes. I mean that's that's hard to be able to work together. That's mm-hmm. how you know you got the right one. Work together, marry all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Kids, everything, just just like the whole thing. I mean, that's that's phenomenal. Teamwork makes the dream work, you know. Like that's that's a beautiful thing. I love to see it. Black love, you know. Let's yes, go. thank you. Black love is everything. It mm-hmm. definitely is. Definitely is. As some listen, it might be a chapter or two in Sisterhood and Shenanigans dealing with this one here. Oh man. <laughs> Yes. I mean yes. that's that's probably like one of the most difficult things about writing, is it not? Like to um to actually like have to touch on like your own personal experiences with people, but trying not to, you know, like out them too much or put too much. Right, come on blast. You know? Yeah, so first of all, I don't need no libel lawsuit. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. Now you said it was okay, but now <laughs> Mm-hmm. What, what, what were you saying, Ella? You you got to change the name of the character. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So even though our Sue know that Betty Jean in the book is <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. This is not Tanisha. This is Sarah. Yeah. Sarah, 
Sarah has nothing to do with you. They'll never connect. What What was that movie about? The I think it was called The Best Man, where he changed yes. all the names. And yes, yes. <laughs> and then he found out that he was sleeping with his homegirls. Because he wrote yeah. in the group, all y'all hang together. Then you wrote a book about the group together. Yeah, that was yeah. Cool. Hi. Hello? 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 Well, what's good up there, man? Oh, we have a caller. Oh, hey, what's going on? Uh, what's your name? Where you calling from? <laughs> it's King Don. <laughs> hey, what's going on, King Don? What's good, man? Just calling in the first shout y'all out. What's good to everybody up here? What up, Ella? What's going oh. on? What up, Tiff? Hi, how are you? Yeah, I just want to say y'all having a great show. I'm enjoying watching it. You know what I mean? I want to shout y'all all out. Shout out the plug on the Evening Rush Network as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did ask a question earlier. I never got the answer to my question. Oh, what was the question? It's cool. I, I was just like, you know, some people have dreams that lead them to have these, be able to write the book. What was the dream that led you into writing that book? It was a dog. It was, it was the, the teenage book. mother. Right. Oh, see, I didn't hear that part. That's what I'm asking. We went through it in the beginning. All right, all right. So, so my question wasn't answered. My bad. It's okay. So, Don, so Don you, now we know that you're not a good listener. You know, like we we just want you to get, <laughs> we just want you to get a little better at that. All right, thank you. Yo, yo, I'm definitely gonna work that out. I'm definitely gonna work that out, yo. Just once again, I want to appreciate y'all. Tell y'all thank you. I I, I am enjoying your show. And uh, yo, um, Tiff, I'm happy about you in the book. Thank you. I think it's, it's it's a great thing that y'all put together up there. And you know what? I'm about to be out off this this the joint. You know what I mean? But shout out to the whole Evening Rush Network. Shout out to the Evening Rush. Make sure y'all catch us on Wednesday. All right, later, y'all. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Oh, and then you saw um, Gene the last comment from Kwani Shah and embellish a little bit so they know it's not directly you exactly. talking about. The yeah. names. So what I, yes. I was thinking of was that disclaimer that you put on there and that any similarities to people real or it's strictly coincidental and it's not. Yes. <laughs> or characters have been changed or you know how they say fictional. Some events have yeah. been altered. Right. <laughs> like that. Yeah. You got to do that, though. You know, like, you know, like this is a very, you know, this generation, they'll sue you for anything these days, you know. But I would say, mm-hmm. and you let me know what y'all think. I would say, though, when when you're putting other people in the book, you do have to be mindful of their lives and to make sure that I, I would definitely speak to them about it and let them know, of course, because you don't want anybody to be shocked or, you know, have a um, negative tone like they they didn't know you were going to put that in there so i do think that is mm-hmm. a fine line you have to be careful with how much you're going to share of somebody else's life in right. pursuit of what you're doing yeah, so you, you can ruin somebody's life like that you know right. like so, if, if yeah. you're not careful yeah i definitely wouldn't want to put somebody's business out on front mm-hmm. or put in something that isn't relevant to to my story um and i definitely wouldn't want to to tarnish anybody's image mm-hmm. um that isn't like somebody who has a pristine image and it's like oh now let me just like rip open the band-aid <laughs> and show you what this person no i wouldn't do that um mm-hmm. that's one and then two i wouldn't choose my project to be where i'm gonna air you out at because yes. I'm, I believe in, in karma and I believe in the universe and everything yes. like that. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want to, to, to put something salacious and scandalous out there just for sales and to, to, to garner hype and everything like that. Because I would still have to answer for this, you know, later on. But trust mm-hmm. and believe that somebody business, you know, needed to be to be checked or pulled. I, I already did it. So I would be okay in what it is that I'm saying. And yeah. then I'm I'm so smooth with words, you know, I slice them. <laughs> they wouldn't even know it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that, that's a, that's an important talent to have, you know, like, oh, yeah. you know, like where you can keep it real with somebody. And uh, you know what I love? Like when they walk away from you without realizing what you did and then oh. they think about it, like, oh man, he meant this, you know, like, 
Um, what? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, sar sarcasm that. is my toy. I love sarcasm. You know, like, I love it. That's my toy. Somewhere I, I have a t-shirt. It says fluent in sarcasm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to ask you, too. And you may not have it now, but while we were talking, it just made me think. You know, you just see all these visions. Like, I'm seeing all these visions. Uh -huh. for your next book and all these projects. So are you all, and you may not have started it yet, mm. but are you all going to be selling any clothing or anything where people can purchase something soon? Yes. So the, again, the team of the brainchild behind all of this stuff is already on the merch and, and yes. so, definitely need some merch. so that when we're out on tour, of course, there will be merch for, for sale and swag. Mm -hmm up so as those things come about i will definitely keep you abreast to it so yes that the let us know and everything so yes it's it's blowing up bigger than what we thought it was we're like all right we're gonna write this nice little simple book and right. and, and it's doing what it's supposed to do there was a message there was a message that was supposed to be shared and it's it's getting out there to mugs I and wine so glasses. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, those are always winners. Listen, listen. Always. Today there is tea in this cup, but normally it could be some Moscato in here. It could be a mixed drink in here. But yes, I'm a firm believer on a nice mug. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I have one that said, this is my wine glass. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mugs are always winners. Wine glasses too. Yes. Absolutely. Always. Yeah, I'm and, so when, and when, when you do when you do get that merch, you know, like please remember us, and you I know, like we will we'll, we'll use it and pump it up. Definitely, I definitely. Oh yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we gunning for number one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Cornish, so, I said so, I'm a cup collector, so bad. <laughs> So, so what what are some of the goals that you guys are looking for to accomplish in the future? Like, as far as like where this book is headed, you know, like I know you guys headed to number one. I can't wait to I was, see it. I, yeah, I want to know all of 2021. Mm -hmm. So I can only speak for myself, but I will okay. say the number one thing that we have all agreed on is the New York Times bestseller list. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Um, we are looking to springboard all of this writing into our individual projects um, okay. and just to grow there. As, as I said, each of these women um, in all their different in their in their different cities are doing different things and helping mm -hmm. their community and the youth and and helping and healing, you know. And so that's what the goal is. The goal yes. is to heal. It's mm -hmm. to another sister understand that you know what you might be going through something right now but you can get through it i'm here to help you i'm mm. here to show you what it looks like on the other side of that that trial so that's tell amazing. me about the i'm sorry go ahead jean no i was gonna say that's amazing go ahead um, tell me about the um the friendship that you built i'm interested in that because I mean, it's so phenomenal. This is not your everyday story where you have ten authors total on a on a book, you know, and where you all are working in different states. It's not even you all live. You know, this is a very unique thing, and I, I love that. So, what have you gained from this as far as the friendships that you've made with these ladies? Um. So here's a funny story. Um, I transitioned out of a job um, the end of February. And right now I'm just focusing on the book and, and building my brand and stuff from there. And so one of the things that I did speak on was like, well, if I decide that I want to return back to the workforce, you know, I'm going to need some help in revamping my resume or getting some referrals together. And when I tell you nine women was like, I got you, sis. Wow. That's it that's right amazing. there. I got you, sis. That's mm -hmm. what forms out of this. And and that's a beautiful thing because, again, we we don't know each other in person. Right. Wow. All right. We're, we're, we're up against it again. Tiffany, like, we appreciate you for coming on. Hopefully, you're going to come back again. Uh, I'm yes. looking forward to reading the book, Pretty Broken. Um. Ella, I appreciate you too. It's been a great show. Um, yes. 
you know, in this day and age where like everybody is seeking the easy route to everything, I just want y'all to be mindful that faith makes all things possible, but it doesn't make it easy. So it's a lot of work to be done. And I appreciate you guys. All right. Thank y'all so much for the show. God bless y'all. And that's on every Pretty Broken. Go Pretty get broken. it. Let's go. Today. Yes. Pretty lost. Pretty lost. Yes. And remember we'll be there vote. to help you. Thank you. Y'all go on to the um on everything podcast page and post what y'all think about the book. Please go out and cop it. I'm begging y'all. Thank you so much. Yes. Appreciate y'all. Tiffany 